What's up, homies? Welcome to another episode of the Homies Real Estate Podcast. This is your host, Anthony. I'm Angel. I'm a realtor. I'm a lender. Hopefully, together, we can give you a good idea of what's happening in this crazy real estate market. We got another really great topic. It's the beginning of the year. A lot of people are thinking about making their first purchase or purchasing another home. And in doing so, or even selling their home to purchase, and in doing so, you're going to want to know how to select the right realtor for you. So we came up with about six questions that you want to know how to address when it comes to picking that right realtor. So uh, the first question that we have is, should you work with a family or friend realtor? Angel, I'll let you answer that one. Um, I, I don't think it's a necessarily, it's not a right or wrong answer, right? Um, everyone wants to work with the family, wants to work with the friend, right? Just because it's familiarity. Um, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, right? Like I think, you know, not to not trying to toot our own horns or, you know, try to sound cocky or anything. But if one of our family or friends worked with us, I think we would do a good job for them, right? Um, and the reason for that is because is we're out here in the trenches every day working on our business working and you know working in the in the lending side working on the real estate side but there are a lot of those family friends or realtors that do this part-time or they don't have the best knowledge right to guide their client um and and you know do the best job for them right so i'm not saying that a family or friend is a bad thing but you also have to um, keep in consideration their experience which i'm sure if you know them you know you have an idea of how how they work as a realtor if they're they do a full-time they do a part-time um, but yeah, that, I think that's kind of my take on it. Yeah, I think that's a, a really good answer, Angel. So there, again, isn't a right or right, wrong or right answer to it. It really is a case-by-case basis. If you feel like this family or friend realtor has a tremendous amount of experience, if they referred over people to you to contact to ask how that experience was with them, I think that's a really key point. A lot of people don't ask for referrals from their agent to see you know how their experience was so i think you know calling some of those referrals asking them what's their communication style you know, did they have your best interests in mind you know, were there any bumps on the road how did they overcome those bumps on the road and so forth are going to be some key questions you want to ask uh once when you start to you know really interview family or friend realtors because you kind of want to treat them the same as if it was another realtor that you just you know met at the supermarket who told you, hey, here's my card. Let me know if you want to buy or sell, right? You want to still go through that same process of, you know, interviewing and making sure they're a good fit for you. And, and one thing um, to mention too is potential conflict, right? Between, you, you know, you don't want to, that's always one thing scary, scary with me when working with a family or a friend. It's like, you don't want them to ever think that me on my end, that I'm not doing the best by them, right? I'm always going to do the best by all my clients, whether it's a family or friend member. Um, but of course, it's a little bit more sensitive when it is a family or friend. So that's something also to keep in mind. Yeah, absolutely. The second question we have, in, we have here is, should you speak to a few realtors before deciding who to work with? I would say absolutely. I would say you should absolutely interview at least three agents. Identify what style they have. Are they a buyer's agent? Are they a seller's agent? Do they work for a team? Uh, how do they communicate with you? Do you prefer for it to be text, email, phone? What are their processes, systems in place to help you get your answer, uh, your home sold or help you find the appropriate home? So I think you should absolutely interview a couple agents. And then in interviewing those agents, also, just like we mentioned before, ask for those referrals. 
contact those referrals if you feel like it's needed and see you know how their experience was and then i think that's going to help you make that better decision angel what would you say yeah um i i agree with that pretty much with, with everything that anthony said and also to um not only the systems and how they run their business but their personality type too right so um one realtor may may have a better a little bit of a better system but if they don't fit your personality type then also too that might not be the best fit i think that's very very important working with someone you feel comfortable with because they're literally going to be with you every weekend seeing properties so you're going to spend a lot of time with these people so someone that you can get along with is very very important absolutely so the third question that we have is does working with a team make the most sense for someone looking to sell or buy uh, I'll go ahead and answer this question just because I do run a small real estate team. And I would say it absolutely helps if you have a team. The reason I say that is because there are going to be more people on the team. That means more availability. That means there's more people that specialize in a specific niche. And that means that because you have, there's more help, you should have more help in getting your home sold or finding the appropriate home for you. So some things that I would really pay key attention to when you start to you know, look for the right team is someone that has the appropriate business systems and processes in play. This is really, really important. I don't think a lot of teams take this into consideration. The reason I say it's important is because let's just say you have four realtors on a team, right? Not every realtor is going to treat their client similarly. There's going to be one realtor that treats the client one way, another realtor that treats the client another way. And the only way for every client to get a very similar experience is for there to be a very detailed business manual, process, systems so that every client gets treated the same, so that every client has the same experience, and so that every client uh, ends up being a repeat client, a client for life. So I think that's a really key thing you want to look for when you start to interview teams. Like, hey, what are your processes? You know, How are you gonna help me get my home sold? How are you gonna help me find the appropriate home? Is this system the same for everybody? Um, so I think that's something that you really wanna look at when you start to look at teams now if you look for an individual agent that's absolutely okay just know that they're not always going to be available for you it's going to be impossible for someone to be there for you 24 7 divisions them on their own like they're gonna have to sacrifice every weekend and all that stuff so that's completely okay there's a lot of individual individual agents that do well and know how to manage it all that's just i don't know how they do it i'm thankful that we have a team that you know i'm able to take weekends off they're able to take weekends off and we can step in each other's place angel how would you answer that? Um, yeah, kind of what Anthony said. I think having a team is just makes it a little easier for the team, right? And easier for you guys because there's multiple people that could help out. Um, but individual realtors as well is not. It's not a. It's not like a no go. Definitely, definitely, definitely great individual realtors out there that can make it happen. That you know, I know realtors who do a crazy amount of volume just by themselves on their own. They're showing the properties every weekend. They have multiple clients. And they make it work, right? And at the end of the day, as long as you feel like your realtor is working for you and they're always doing, you know, getting you out of showing properties, you know, making your offers competitive, doing what they need to do, um, it shouldn't really matter too much if it's an individual team, right? As long as you feel like you're getting serviced as the client. 
Absolutely. Yeah, and like Angel said, there are a tremendous amount of realtors out there that do more than teams. And what I found is that those realtors have very clean business systems. They're very organized in order to help you know, facilitate so many transactions at once. So again, it, it really does go back to those business systems, making sure that you know they are servicing you as if you were every and any other one of their clients, right? And that every every client gets the, the attention they deserve. Um, the next question that we have is: Does working with an experienced realtor play a big role in getting an offer accepted or selling your home for top dollar? Angel, go ahead and answer this question. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, it's gonna have a um, a very key role, and this is kind of goes back to that team, right? Um, it's not bad to work with the newer agent if they have someone above them, right? That can help. Them. That that's gonna be that 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 experienced realtor that is gonna guide them step by step on what to do. We all started at one point not knowing um, exactly what we were doing, but at least for myself and I think for Anthony as well, we had people we could go to and ask those questions to make sure that our clients were getting serviced correctly, right? So um, it's not necessarily that the realtor you work with has to be experienced. I mean, of course it's better, but if you are working with a newer agent, just make sure that they have someone above them that um, that you could even talk to, right? Um, if you feel really comfortable and you really want to work with this new agent, that you can talk to their mentor or whoever's helping guiding them, just to make sure that you feel that you're getting, that you're going to be taken care of correctly. Yeah, that's a really good point, Angel. So uh, if they're really close to the broker, absolutely, that's amazing that you can reach out to the broker. Uh, everyone has to start somewhere. So uh, giving that person that shot's an amazing thing. It's just, yes, you want to make sure that that person is having someone on their, uh, on their corner that has that experience. That way uh, they can be there for you in the case you need them. Um, I, I'll go ahead and, and, and add a couple more things. So... Uh, I would say absolutely, you know, playing with, uh, I'm sorry, working with an experienced realtor does help in getting your home sold for top dollar. There's a lot of things that I've learned over the years that has helped me position my offers in a way that makes it easier to get accepted. One of the things that I've learned is do not be a ghost offer. Now, this is advice for both realtors and for uh, buyers. Do not be a ghost offer. What's a ghost offer? A ghost offer means someone that just submits an offer and never follows up on it. They just submit a, an offer and don't even text the agent to confirm they got it. Never call the agent to let them know this offer's coming down the pipeline. Never did anything to let the agent acknowledge the offer was even submitted. Those ghost offers, first of all, they're gonna get overshadowed by the agents that are actually actively trying to sell uh, are actively trying to get their offer accepted, right? So you wanna make sure that you're not a ghost offer, right? And this is something that comes with experience. You, you'll learn how to ask the right questions when writing an offer. So I have, for instance, business systems in place to help me write questions or ask questions to the realtor, the listing agent, before I submit an offer to help me position my offer to have a better chance to get accepted. Another thing that comes with experience is learning how to work with the contingencies. There are three buyer contingencies. If you know how to work with them, shorten them, or or you know, um, shorten them or uh, read them in a way that makes your offer more accepted. For instance, let me let me give you for, let me give you a, a, an instance. Someone 
who is a brand new agent might accept an offer for a home and they're, they're selling the home for $500,000 because it's higher than the next offer at $480,000. But the offer at $480,000 removed the appraisal contingency. So you know as the agent that's listing the home at at 450 because the home's originally listed at 450 you have an offer at 500 an offer at 480 the offer at 500 has the appraisal contingency in place it's maybe an fha offer right the offer at 480 is conventional 20 percent down there remove the appraisal contingency that means no matter what what the home appraises at you're going to be able to sell it at 480. an inexperienced agent might advise his client and be like hey you know we got an offer at 500 it's higher than the 480 let's just go with the 500. no that that might not be the best option just because the home might not appraise at that 500 and if it appraises at 450 you are now stuck with the 450 price unless that buyer can come out of pocket with 50k which a lot of buyers will not do whereas if you take that offer at 480 you now are securing 480 price point because of the appraisal contingency so that makes it a lot a, a lot safer and a lot safer bet for your seller as opposed to risking it with an appraisal so this is you know something that you want to take a look at um with more experience right like looking at those contingencies uh making sure you're not a ghost offer uh, submitting a very clean offer um submitting clean offer packets which is another thing that i've learned to do over the over time right so you know when we submit offers what we do is on the first first page we have a custom page that says Here's a recap of our offer, and here's why agents like to work with us. I think every agent should try to have something like this on top of the whole entire offer, just so it can stand out, makes it easier for the listing agent to get that recap. Um, so yes, 100%, I, I do I believe working with an experienced realtor will help you get your offer accepted. But if there is someone that's a newer agent and they have someone that with experience on their corner and by their side, um, if you feel comfortable with them and they fit your personality style, absolutely work with them. So what are some non-negotiable services that your realtor should offer when selling your home? And what would you say? Number one, and I think this is something like a family realtor or a friend realtor or a part-time realtor that they're not going to pay for is photography, right? They're going to take their iPhone out, take pictures, ugly pictures, mm -hmm. not even show the true value of your home right and the potential of your home mm -hmm. um i think that's number one and then number two i'm gonna keep it simple for me is just willing to host open houses right making sure to get foot traffic in there get people looking at the property get multiple offers on it and hopefully create a bidding war to get your top dollar for your home yeah i think that's a, a really good one angel it's crazy how many photos you'll see on redfin zillow the mls with someone who looked like they took a picture with a flip phone from you know 2008 like a razor <laughs> like yeah. come on like i could barely see anything or like the things that are in those rooms like i've seen like people's heads i've seen people's fingers like on the camera I'm like come on like if you're selling a home and someone trusts you to sell that home you better spend a couple hundred dollars at the very least on some good photography yeah. right we're not even asking for videos or drone photography just regular photography on the inside um so that's 100 the number one i think most important thing is photography with the age of the internet uh, homes just on the internet with good photography are going to sell especially right now on the market 
Uh, but then there's other things that I think you should do to help uh, some other things that you should do that are non-negotiables to get that home sold. Number two is, you know, have a lot of availability, right? Make sure that you're there for your seller. Make sure you can advise that seller, uh, negotiate for that seller. Make sure that you're available to host open houses. Open houses are very, very important, just like Angel mentioned. Uh, you That's the best way for people to get a lot of foot traffic to see your home because it's really difficult to have someone submit an offer on your home without actually seeing it. So the best way to get people to see it is via open houses or um, uh, private appointments. But again, it's really difficult to have a lot of private appointments at once, especially in this day of age. Uh, I would say some other things that you really want to, you know, look for is someone that is willing to, you know, do some of the active prospecting. Active prospecting means hitting the phones for you and trying to see if there's anyone they can find in the area that can that can be a buyer for you or door knocking the area to see if there's any neighbors that are maybe renting in the neighborhood that are looking to purchase, right? Uh, I think that's something that's really key. And then lastly, transparency. Something that I think gets overlooked a lot, but it's really, really important. Communication is key when you're working with a realtor. If they're not being transparent with you as to how many people are seeing the home, as to how many offers they got, where those offers are at, that's really, really important. And it could be a red flag, for instance, some agents, and I'm not saying not all agents, but some agents, if they are representing a buyer and it's their listing, believe it or not, and if they have another offer in hand that might be a better offer, they may not show it to you. And I'm just gonna say, it happens sometimes, right? There are some bad actors out there that aren't following their fiduciary duty. They wanna double in the deal, make a bigger commission. So you wanna be cautious about that as well, which, which is why transparency is really, really key. In, in real estate and which is why it's really important like I mentioned before to interview your agent before you start to work with them just to make sure that you know you know they haven't had any bad run uh, any bad experiences with any past clients or so forth and social media one I know you didn't mention that right now but I think social media putting it out that put out your property on social media run some maybe some ads I mean you could speak more to that but um, definitely especially with Anthony and his following, he has you know, thousands of followers on social media, so that definitely helps get more eyes on the property. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would say social media is very, very important, but uh, not as important as some of these other things like open house, photography, and then active prospecting, like door knocking and, and code calling. What are some non-negotiable services your realtor should offer when searching for a property? So now on the buyer side, Angel, what would you say? Um, number one, right? If you're looking for a property, you need to have um, your realtor there with you, right? Availability, making sure that they can be out there showing your property or looking at property with you, excuse me. Um, I just did an open house this weekend. I can't tell you how many, maybe these people were lying, but I would say at least half the people, um, either they came with their realtor, majority of people came with their realtor, or there was the other half um, that said that they already have a realtor, but the realtor wasn't available to come with them today. And it just blows my mind how many, you know, I know some people just say that just so they don't get bothered by the, the realtor there, but um, some of them bought, like the, even some of them bought their realtor's business card, like, oh, he can't make it, but here's his business card. So like, what is the, what are you paying that, or you're not paying for the realtor, but why are you working with that realtor if they're not even out there with you looking at properties, right? Um, it, it blew my mind. There were so many, so many clients that just didn't, the realtor wasn't even with them. And they're looking at properties on their own and then 
with a question they you know i'm sure they have questions that they would want to ask in that moment with the realtor like oh what about this fireplace or is this thing up to code or can you ask the realtor about about something about the property right um that they can address in that moment because the realtor isn't there it's very important that your realtor is there with you during those showings yeah i think that's a really key point right there is number one is availability that is the most important thing aside from communication that you're going to be looking for when you're looking to buy a home especially right now considering that it's going to take multiple tries probably multiple offers maybe even multiple months to find the right home for you and you have to actively go out there and show uh actively go out there and look at property and if you're Realtor is not available to do so. That's going to limit the opportunities you have to see homes. So yes, availability is very important. Uh, showing property right, that making sure that they're available as much as possible. I know that individual agents may be less available than teams, which is why I favor teams. Is why we created a team that we always have availability within you know one of our four or five agents. Um, advising is very important. Just advise them as to you know how to submit. Uh, a very competitive offer negotiating for you on your behalf using your experience uh, and then obviously communicating transparently um, like I mentioned before right letting them know hey you know the realtor told me that there's five other offers on the home and they told me that they have an offer north of 700,000 in, in order for us to compete we're probably gonna need to be you know north of 700,000 as well 705 710 something like that right make sure you're they're all on the same page um but yes i think there's there these are some non-negotiables i i wouldn't say anything's more important than availability and showing property though and these are all services that are absolutely free again you aren't paying for your buyer's agent the buyer's agents paid through the listing agreement so it's not like oh i'm inconveniencing them because they're not making money no agents sign up for this they know that there's a probability that you might not find a home and that they went out and showed property that's okay it's part of the business that happens just know that you should never be paying for any one of these services. You don't pay for anything until you're in the escrow process when you start to pay for the home inspection appraisal. And then at the very end, we submit the rest of your funds. Uh, Angel, are there any you know last words here about any of these things that you wanted to kind of touch up on or not really? Uh, yeah, I think just very, very important to talk to a few realtors right before you decide on one um and which really work with that one that you feel like you connected with right because um purchasing a home is a very probably 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 for sure the most costly thing you're ever going to do right mm -hmm. the biggest investment you're going to make in your life so making sure you have the right person in your corner um ask around with family and friends too and we didn't mention this but um family and friends who they've worked with right they probably know someone that they can speak highly of a realtor um, that they worked with when they purchased their home or when they when they or when they sold their home that they felt like did a good job for them and though that's a good way to try to find a realtor as well is through through just asking around um, and then just talk to a few of them and see which one you know you feel meets meets your standards absolutely that's a really good point I, I think another thing that you can do to help you you know start that search is also you know look like if there's a realtor that you see is providing you educational content you know is trying their best to inform. I think that might be a realtor to consider, you know, interviewing just because you've learned already quite a bit for them. Based off of those videos, you can already have a sense of their personality. You can have a sense of, you know, what they're doing to, 
Anthony's talking about himself. <laughs> no, not him. just ourselves. There's a lot of other realtors that are <laughs> no, educating via social media. So if you find one of those realtors that are educating, because there's a lot of realtors that are putting tremendous content out there to really yeah. help you out. If you feel like you're connecting with them, I would definitely reach out to them, give them a shot. Um, and then, yeah, I think I think these are you know six really important questions to help you, you know, start that search, find the right realtor for you. Uh, if there's anything you guys ever need, homies, you can always reach out to me or Angel. Again, we're always here for you. And with that said, I want to wish you all the best. Take care. Stay safe. Thank you. Hey, homies, it's Anthony. This podcast contains my opinions and is for educational purposes only. It does not guarantee any projections and should not serve as a basis for any purchase or sale in real estate.